1: Now for our story. It was early morning. Aunt Mary's niece, Peggy, had driven into Wakefield to make the egg deliveries. At the corner of 12th and Laurel, the 18-year-old girl drove into the filling station. It wasn't open yet, but looking at the gas gauge, Peggy decided she'd better wait. Glancing idly up the street, Peggy saw a sign that said, Wakefield Auto Court and experienced again the same stricken sensation she felt every time she encountered anything that reminded her of Sergeant Bill Meade. It had been the same the other night, when she and Nicholas Dorn had driven over to Hunter's Falls. What was the matter with her, she wondered. How could she have any vestige of feeling for a man who had treated her as Bill had? Well, she was through with Bill now. And, Peggy reasoned, soon her feelings would catch up with the conclusion her mind had made. The sound of footsteps rang sharply on the concrete. Peggy Douglas leaned out the window of the car, expecting the filling station attendant. But the smile on her face vanished as she saw the young man in uniform. Oh. Good morning, Peggy. Hello, Bill. Oh, how are you?
2: I'm fine, Peggy.
3: You're looking very well.
2: Do you know where Joe is? Is the station closed today?
3: No, he opens at 7.30, I believe. It's uh, 20 after now. Why, what's the matter, car trouble?
2: No, I just need some gas. What are you doing in town at this hour?
3: Hmm? Oh, I've got a 36-hour pass. But I don't know what to do with it.
2: Yes, I imagine it's a little lonely for you with a kid out of town. What do you hear from your wife, Bill? Is she enjoying California?
3: Peggy, why are you doing this?
2: What?
3: You know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Well, why... Nor
2: do I care to have it explained to me. I
3: see. Uh, Did your Aunt Mary tell you I came by to see her? She did. Well, is that all you have to say? Didn't she tell you I... She didn't
2: tell me anything that was new, distant, or... or any more believable than all the rest of the things you've said. Now, if you don't mind, Bill, I... But just... I do
3: mind. I mind terribly. Peggy, I've got to talk to you.
2: Why? We don't have anything more to talk about. Besides, I have the eggs to deliver.
3: Well, would you meet me someplace for lunch?
2: I have a luncheon
3: date. Oh. With Mr. Dorn?
2: As a matter of fact, yes.
3: You've been seeing quite a lot of him.
2: Bill, this is a perfectly useless conversation. Besides, someone might see you talking to me. I
3: don't care. I you don't
2: get... care. Several weeks ago, you were so concerned that you told me we shouldn't see each other.
3: Yeah, I know, but don't you understand? I wanted to protect you. Peggy, you had faith in me once. You can't have changed completely.
2: Bill, really, you're amazing. How can you don't expect me to believe anything you say when? You haven't been honest with me.
3: But I have.
2: You mean you were telling me the truth when you said you were going to divorce Kit?
3: Well, that's an unfair question. Why? Because you know I can't discuss Kit. You know there are things I can't explain. I know that's what you say. Your Aunt Mary believes me.
2: Yes, I know. But that doesn't mean
3: I have to. Peggy, look. I know you're angry. And I know also that I've hurt you. But, honey, you can't overlook the fact that we. Well, I mean, you, you can't just stop caring for someone like. like you turn off a water faucet.
2: Well, I hate to disappoint you, Bill, but. I did. And I can assure you that I'm not pining
3: away. Well, that isn't what I meant at all. Then
2: what do you mean, Bill? What is it you want me to do?
3: Don't think about them for a few months. I mean. <coughs> Don't come to any conclusions about me. Please, Peggy, if you'll just wait for three months, not make any definite decisions about me, about us.
2: What's supposed to happen in three months?
3: Well, if you'll wait that long, you'll understand this.
2: I don't see what difference a few months can
3: make. A oh, big difference. A lot can happen in that length of time.
2: No, Bill, I'm through waiting. Back, fact, I'm with everything from the past. I have my own life to lead now, and still, you know, it doesn't include you in any way.
3: I see. I suppose it does include this writer.
2: Jimmy Nichols? Yes, he's a part of my life now, but that's beside the point. The point is, though, you aren't.
1: Sergeant Meade started to speak. But was interrupted by the arrival of Joe, the station attendant. Peggy immediately started an animated conversation with Joe. So turning, Bill walked away. And in another part of town, a very pleased and confident Jessie Ward is surprised when she arrives at the Calvert Real Estate and Loan Office to find her employer already there.
4: Well, good morning, then.
1: Good
0: morning, Jessie. Wonderful day, isn't it?
4: You certainly sound chipper.
0: I am. Is that surprising?
4: Well, considering everything, yes.
0: As a matter of fact, I'm a proud man this morning. I never knew before I was so desirable, Jesse.
4: What are you talking about?
0: I had a very flattering experience last night. To have a woman go clear across the country, go to so much trouble, to have a woman so eager to marry you, (laughs) that's very stimulating.
4: Well, Ben, if you entertain any idea that I want to marry you because. Oh,
0: I know, Jesse. You want to marry me to vindicate yourself to the town. To the women who've been shaking their heads all these years and saying that the primrose path never pays off.
4: Ben, I'm in no mood for joking. Have you thought over what I told you last night? I have. And?
0: Jesse, suppose I said no. I mean, uh, just how would you go about it? I'm interested.
4: That's very simple, Ben. I'd satisfy the town's curiosity as to why your daughter had to go out west. The tragedy of Kit's mother's death, and I'd tell them the medical history of the Bowman family. Yes, I think the town would be quite interested in what sort of grandchild you can expect, Then, People have been saying for a long time that your day of atonement would come.
0: Mm, I see. Well, of course, I could deny the story... Say, it's a lurid, fantastic tale, the wild imaginings of a frustrated woman who... Oh,
4: no, Ben, because the town knows of the trickery and deceit you and Kit used to get Bill away from Peggy Douglas. You fooled him about Kit's background, and you see it ties together so beautifully. With what? With the fact that Bill's and Kit's marriage is breaking up.
0: That's not true.
4: Oh, isn't it? Well, you thought yourself that Kit had gone west to get a divorce.
0: Oh, I know, but that was before I knew about this, well, Kit going to have a baby,
4: But it is true, Ben. Kit and Bill are through.
0: Jesse, did Peggy Douglas tell you this? No. Then this is just supposition on your part.
4: I know it to be a fact.
0: I know Bill wouldn't have told you anything because I haven't been able to get anything out of him. And there's no reason he should talk to you. Well, then? Then that leaves only Kit.
4: That's right.
0: But you told me you didn't see her in California.
4: I know that's what I told you. But, Ben, how do you think I... I found out any of this if I hadn't seen her or talked to her. Kit
0: wouldn't admit anything to you.
4: Why not? Since I happened to find out this much, she told me the rest.
0: I don't trust you, Jessie. I don't believe you.
4: Well, Ben, believe me or not, as you want to. That's the chance you'll have to take.
0: Oh, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to find Kit.
4: How? You couldn't possibly.
0: Yeah? Well, Jessie, I... I guess you've got me. I'm going to ask one favor of you, though. What's that? I'd like to think this over for
1: a few days.
4: All right, then. Think it over.
1: Jesse Ward felt magnanimous. A few days? Yes, that would be all right. She knew Ben Calvert didn't need to think anything over She knew how his mind was working. If he could only locate Kit get in touch with her. Then he'd be able to manage things. Then he could find some way to counteract Jesse's intentions. But Miss Ward wasn't worried. She knew he'd be unable to find his daughter. Or rather, that's what Jesse thinks. Unknown to her, Ben Calvert has three sources, one of it which he feels sure will lead him to kiss.